Welcome to the November 3rd edition of the PFF Forecast. This is the Wednesday night uh, version. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, some spreads have moved. Um, we're going to pick the lock of the week, and we're going to discuss the viability of homeopathy as a cure for COVID. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's rock. Eric, I have as a as a Vikings fan, as someone that has um, interacted as a wife who is a diehard Packers fan, I need to know. I need to know how we feel about homeopathy and its place in um, the medical space. Well, me and Steph's uh, joint team is the Chiefs. That was how that happened. Um, <laughs> she, uh, you know, she and I, you know, grew up how we were. I texted her today. Let me look at my phone. Everybody who has the video, I was looking at my phone. I texted my wife, Stephanie. Rogers out against Chiefs with unvaxxed COVID. What a fraud. Steph texted me back. Go Chiefs. So I, I think we, we have her. <laughs> the allegiance is to medicine. Oh, man. It's so funny that, that it happened against the Chiefs. Like, I thought the irony there was really special as I was preparing for the pod today because I knew we were going to talk about it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's so funny that it, it's occurring against the Chiefs. I thought, um, so obviously the Shailene, Shailene Woodley, who's his fiance, um, you know, you like, if you read any of the stories, you knew that she had some interesting views on, on medicine. I did not think that I was going to read the headline eats clay though, which I heard today. And, um, I, it's interesting that I could find something that made less sense than homeopathy, which by the way, I did some research for our wonderful listeners. And because, you know, some people might not be aware of what a homeopathic remedy is. That was what Rogers took in an attempt to boost his antibodies to a sufficient level so as to be considered vaccinated. It did not work. Um, homeopathy has the view that um, like like cures like. So the thing, a thing that gives someone symptoms is also the thing that can cure you of a disease that has the same symptoms. And um, that essentially is the, the basis for homeopathic um, medicine. So um, my advice um, would be to uh, do your research, maybe not on Facebook. Um, let's talk about the, the Packers Chiefs game, though, to start off here, because that line moved um, you know, from two and a half out to seven and a half now, I think. Um, is that enough? Uh, I, well, it wasn't two and a half, right? It was like it was a pick at the time. I even saw. Oh, some did, it get, did it? Get, it got down to a pick. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I saw even on Pinnacle, Packers were favored um, by one, so out to like eight. I mean, we have Rodgers in our in our model worth about seven and a half points, so I think that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I I think it does. I you know I. The fact of the matter is, this BS has been like in Rogers' like system for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. He, uh, for example, uh, <laughs> you know, he used to like do this. He used to do this thing where he would, um, you know, he would he would do this thing where he was called grounding or like earthing or whatever, which is basically sorry, just like what? walking around outside with your shoes off. 
and he thought that like made him healthier. Like this stuff is hmm. like, and, and I guess like this, it never like affected anybody else. So we're all like laughing people off. We call somebody's a medical like views interesting, but like ultimately like they're just stupid, <laughs> you know? And, and in this case, they're like kind of harmful to, you know, his job. So uh, it's kind of disappointing if you're the Packers, right? I mean, uh, you're seven and one, you have a chance at the one seed in a conference where there are like, you know, three one loss teams and, and mm-hmm. a two loss team that's the Super Bowl champs. And you're probably going to drop one to the Chiefs now. Yeah, I wanted to. So, first off, the really funny thing is that um, Halloween is going to take down the Packers. That's kind of funny. Um, and I'm guessing they're. My guess would be that there are a fair number of, of people that um, dressed up, did not include a mask, went out and uh, got COVID um, at their Halloween party, which is funny. Um, but this game, like if you think about the games where this could happen, this is particularly unfortunate, right? Because, um, because it's a game where it's a close game, you know, the spread is, 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 is close but it has now without Rodgers, you lose so much of a chance. If they were favored by fourteen in this game, right, and Rodgers goes out, like they probably could still win it with Jordan Love. And in a conference where, as you mentioned, there are so many teams with one or two losses, like this could set them back a long way, right? They're probably still going to win the division, but like all of a sudden now you have a much harder road to the Super Bowl. So it takes actually like a decent percentage chance off of their. Um, off of their Super Bowl uh, odds, right? Yeah, it's a few percent for sure. And I'm still working through, like, the honest to goodness truth is I'm still working through, like, in our sim because we, we put it into production. It's not as easy to, like, manually, you know, say, like, mm-hmm. who's it, mm-hmm. like, how many weeks is so-and-so in and out. It's also not clear to me if Rodgers is out one week or two weeks. It's a good it's point. It's also not clear to me if he's going to get suspended or not. Like, the league should suspend him, you know, in addition to these games, because he has been, you know, evidently breaching protocol. I think it's so hilarious that he believed that whatever his deal was, was a substitute for the vaccine. Don't you? I mean, yes. Like, like, the guy's just walking around a preseason game, just like breathing into Kirk Benker's <laughs> ear and like, oh, everything's okay. Like, well, what in so- God's name is that? So apparently, so I did, I was doing my own you, research. You did your own research. Yeah, the the NFL would, would allow these antibody tests that if you had a certain level of antibodies, it would consider you vaccinated. And that was his basis. He was like, look, I'm, you know, taking this like crushed mushroom God. CBD compound and uh, it's really, it's increased it's the like antibodies to the point. It's like I already had COVID, guys. It, it, that's very similar. So, but then he took the test and apparently the NFL was like, nah, man, like, you don't actually <laughs> shockingly the homeopathic remedy did not give you antibodies and yet he was like you know you know what i think they're there <laughs> your test must be fucked i think they're there i, just, I, I mean oh, this is man. the funniest thing is like the nfl basically you know like okay so this happens the browns basically he johnson obj and no mm-hmm. one's talking this is how nuts this story is. The, I mean, the OBJ thing would would mean more if OBJ was like a better receiver, I think, at this point, right? 
Yeah, but Keyshawn wasn't that good. Like that's true. Keyshawn was kind of like a um, whatever. And then now you have Nick Casario answering crypto questions on on a Houston Texans weekly radio show. I mean, this league is. Like you don't even have to play the games at this point. It's a it's a week to week league. Um, before we get into more of the lock of the week discussion, a reminder that all of you can join us in the competition of the entire season: homeopathy versus COVID. No, um, the PFF podcast networks having a competition: who could get the most of your fans, of our fans, to uh, give out this Christmas season? The PFF forecast promo code: it's F O R E C A S T twenty five percent off. Any PFF subscription can be yours. Um, you get all of the premium content, betting dashboard, player props tool. I was just talking to a few people today who were like, I literally, the player props tool without it, I would be losing money this season. With it, I am printing money. You should too. And you should give that gift to other people. Um, all the fantasy tools, as well as the 0-100 grades, of course, can be yours at pff.com with the promo code F-O-R-C-A-S-T for 20 five percent off okay um let's get into the lock of the week stuff i want to we didn't really talk about the um uh, we haven't had a podcast since the chiefs put on a really dominant performance on monday night against the new york giants um so they're seven and a half eight point favorites are they a teaser in your mind uh the chiefs yeah um hmm because that monday night performance eric that was that was concerning. I mean, how 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 much how on tilt are you? The fact that the Giants, within like, well, Giants had a lot of injuries, sure, and that, but yeah. that game closed at ten and a half. The Packers, without one of the league's best players, is still like eight, actually seven and a half, depending upon where you look. Mm-hmm. Like, is, I mean, does, does that make you like feel a little weird? I. I think it's a result, honestly, of how poor the Chiefs looked against the Giants. Like that, because that line moved, right? Remember, uh-huh. we, interestingly, we didn't get closing line value on. We made the right pick there in our Monday column where we took uh, the Giants, but that line moved out, right? It closed almost 11 and a half, 12, um, I think. We were and, not good cleave this weekend. Yeah, not good cleave, but that was a smart pick, obviously. And, um, the fact that they looked so terrible in that game. I mean, their offense was dis- despicable. Um, I think that's the reason why this line is so low. That I think that the thought is, look, yeah, I know Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, but like, if you just play two high safeties against the Chiefs, like, it makes their brain break. So I think, to me, that's why it's a couple of points lower. And, and you might argue, you might say, fade that. Um, and then they're a great teaser leg. But um, I'd like to consider them as a teaser leg at least, and I'll let you pick uh, the the first game for us to talk about. Okay, um, let me talk about... Uh, what, dude, I the, I have to be honest with you. The action got me so so up for this. I'm this not is, surprised by this. Th- this, is, um, this is one that I like. Um, this has moved around a little bit, um, you know, around to pick them, but I'm still going to... I like it at where it's sitting now. Uh, we have to be careful because there's an actual chance that Kyler Murray might not play. So there's mm-hmm. uncertainty baked into that. But Arizona's laying a point and a half in in San Francisco. Um, I, I like Arizona there. Murray and the Cardinals coming off of 10 days rest. The Niners coming off of um, just a normal uh, rest. You know, I kind of like that. 
Yeah, the, so a couple reasons to to really like it. The first, I do believe that Kyler Murray is going to play. Um, obviously, if he does not, it's kind of crappy. ESPN but, says he, quote, should be good to go when the Niners take on the – the Cardinals take on the Niners. That has made the number move a point and a half, which, as we talked about last week, uh, is immaterial. It, it has no – you know, there's no real effect there. Didn't cross didn't cross the key number three. Um, here's my take on that because this is one of my um, favorite ones as well, is you saw the 49ers win – handily against the Bears. If you watch that game, I think you notice some things that probably go, yeah, that happened because it's the Bears and maybe not going to happen against a team like the Arizona Cardinals. It was close for most of that game. In fact, the cover for the Bears looked imminent and then they just fell apart offensively. And I would not expect that to happen with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. The other is Jimmy G played like the game of his life in Chicago. He's coming back to earth. Let's just be real here. Um, this is not the renaissance of Jimmy G. Um, I, I like that one quite a bit. Let's go to um, one that I think is really interesting. And this is um, this is one that we talked about on, uh, on Sunday night. And it was the line that surprised us the most. And this is the Tennessee Titans getting seven and a half points on the road in Los Angeles. It was six and a half. Derrick Henry, of course, out with the foot. Uh, injury and it moves across seven we talked about this a bunch uh, off air but this is essentially the same kind of percentage move as what we saw with the Packers when Devonte Adams um, was ruled out with COVID they have signed Adrian Peterson I'm not saying Adrian Peterson is is Derrick Henry oh just what I am <laughs> in his prime I mean that's the funny thing is like in his prime, Adrian Peterson was that guy, right? He was like running over people and sprinting away from people. Well, let's let's actually let's actually provide some context to this because I think it's it's very interesting. I, I was more joking with you. Adrian Peterson's first, you know, post rookie deal contract with the Minnesota Vikings was uh, ninety six million over seven years. Mm-hmm. So ninety six ninety six over seven years is thirteen point seven million a year. That is basically what all but like McCaffrey and uh, Kamara go for now, <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and adjust for inflation. That's absurd. He he was the. I mean, he he's there's no one like him in the in modern NFL history from a value perspective, at least to the Vikings. Now you can make an argument that the Vikings are stupid, but you know that that's yeah, it's crazy. But um, do you agree with this move? I mean, did you agree with the number to begin with? See, the thing is, I just didn't agree with the number to begin with. And while I can while I can potentially get on board with the move, and I actually, I have a bigger issue. Let me say it this way. I have a bigger issue with the original number of six and a half than I do with the move. Um, but I think both are probably a little bit too much. Now, if you don't move, I mean, it was at six and a half. So like, you know, you moving it just half a point to seven, I, I understand why it moved a, a full point. But I don't think that's I don't think that makes a ton of sense, and I'll tell you why. Ryan Tannehill is playing really, really freaking well. He has a ninety point one PFF grade, um, and he's you know he he's making turnover worthy plays about half as much um, as he's making big time throws. AJ Brown is phenomenal. Um, this is a, this Titans team is good, and the Rams, while they're everyone's favorite team, 
Um, you know, Matt Stafford has a 93 pass rating under pressure. He's played really well under pressure. Um, he has a lot of big time throws. Uh, but if you if you know if you look at PFF's power rating, um, you know the the Tennessee Titans are only three spots behind the Los Angeles Rams. So to me, that's just a value. I mean, seven and a half points. Like this offense is not going to be that much worse, um, in my opinion, without Derrick Henry, even though he's a phenomenal player. I, I said this on a, this, the Sunday night pod. Uh, the whole universe knew they were going to AJ Brown and they couldn't stop him. I, I think mm-hmm. maybe there's a little bit of a difference. Um, you know, with Jalen Ramsey on the other side, let's look at Julio Jones's injury history. Um, I, I'm trying to think. So Julio Jones returned to practice today. Um, you know, I think that there's, he's probably going to, like, do you, I, I, you could make an argument. I don't know, uh, if anybody uh, agrees with us, but I think Julio Jones could probably be worth more ultimately now than Derrick Henry, um, to, to the point spread here, especially given, uh, how good that passing offense can be as well as how important secondary receivers are to teams that play the Rams. I think that's really where the leak is here. So. Um, if you're making this bet, I think you're making this bet on Tennessee being better than this, even without Henry. You're also making the bet that they have at least enough secondary receivers to flank a Rams defense that hasn't been the best in the NFL this year. Um, they have been by our rankings, but that's a lot of prior uh, stuff packed in there. Tannehill's graded better than Stafford. That's probably a little bit more uh, of a function of you know some of the way we, we give out zero grades and things like that mm. uh, an opportunity. Um, but yeah, that, I, I don't hate that at all. I also think that if you believe in the Rams, teasing them with Green, teasing them with, with uh, Kansas City uh, is probably the only way you can go. I don't think you can lay a full field goal. Or sorry, if you touch, if you, uh, a full touchdown there. Um, here's, my, here's my next one. I like this one a lot. Okay. The Minnesota Vikings against the Baltimore Ravens under 49 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like this one. About 70% of the cash um, on the under, 58% um, on the under uh, in terms of tickets for this one. Um, so, it, you know, it's interesting because we just saw the Minnesota Vikings play such terrible offense. Do you think that they revert to, like, throwing the ball more because they got skewered for their Sunday night performance? Yes, but I don't think the Ravens are the team to get right against. You know, because the Ravens rush the passer pretty well. They blitz well. Mm. They do a lot of the stuff that Kirk Cousins struggles against. Um, you know, Marlon Humphrey's a good player. I think he can pester, you know, I think what they're going to end up doing. And they actually didn't do this. So I was wrong when they played Cincinnati. But I think the smart thing for them to, be, would do, to do would be to use Marlon Humphrey to pester Adam Thielen and to use the rest of their secondary to stop Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think that the, the thing that I'm going to, push on and I was arguing with people on Twitter about this. Oh, um the Vikings are sixth everything. in our opponent adjusted grades on defense. And like I know that I know they lost to Nell Hunter. I know that they are, you know, I know that they're ne- not necessarily like, you know, very good in the secondary without Patrick Peterson out. Um but at the same time, like they weren't gonna rush the passer well anyway in this game with Lamar playing quarterback. And we've seen in the past, Zimmer, when he's when his back is against the wall, Zimmer can coach defense, right? And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's like the uh, that's kind of the handicap that I'm taking. I mean, Zimmer went into his press conference today and basically listed off a bunch of statistics where 
wherein the Vikings were great defensively. Mm. And to me, that's a defiant move basically saying, look, I don't like I'm doing my job. Kirk's got to do his job type of thing. Yeah. And I just don't see them solving the offensive problems, but I do see them maybe slowing the Ravens down a little bit. Um, I like that one. Okay, my next one uh, is an under because you need to sweat a little bit. Um, Chargers, Eagles in Philadelphia, plus one and a half um, and total of 50. Now, here's, um, here's my thought with this. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers going from a nice warm weather place where everything is, is super cozy. They play indoors completely outside in, in Philly. It's going to be a little chilly, um, in, in the link. I think it's a, it's a tough place for, you know, for that explosive offense to kind of get going. Um, and I think, you know, as you said a lot, like they do kind of like to play under games. Um, and the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, for all of the kind of different, you know, maladies that they do have where they are strong is, you know, Jalen Hurts' ability to run the ball. Um, their coverage is actually, they rank 13th in opponent adjusted coverage grade, 15th um, in opponent adjusted defensive line grade. So um, I, I do think there are a lot of things that point towards under being the right play. Um, interestingly, you know, the, the public and, and the cash pretty predominantly on the over. Uh, but I think there's value here on the under. This would be a contrarian play um, because the Eagles tend to play over games. They even mm-hmm. got a Detroit Lions game over the total um, last week, which is a feat. I'll tell you that. They got a Raiders game over the total. Uh, they, obviously, the Chiefs game went over. Um, the Cowboys game went over on Monday Night Football. It very much They very much play an over game. Um, you know me, though. I love to be contrarian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the Chargers, interestingly, are not like the Chargers had all of our eyes in the first like you know three weeks of the season, four weeks of the season. But Mike Lombardi, their their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, sorry, the offensive coordinator has the lowest scheme uniqueness in the NFL. It was mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we were a little down on Herbert and we looked like fools in the first month of the season. Uh, that has come back down to earth a little bit. They run more quick game than anybody in the NFL. Brian Balaga uh, injured, Kenneth Murray injured. Like there's a little bit. There was always a little bit there. Um, and Herbert had Herbert's averaging less yards per attempt now than he was uh, going last season. The Chargers receivers are contested more on you know targets than all but like a few teams in the NFL. Um, the problem I have with this is that the Eagles run one of the lamest defenses I've ever seen. They don't stunt at all. They don't blitz at all. They don't play man coverage at all. They don't disguise their coverages at all. Like they, they just sit back and trust the talent on their defense. And if that's Detroit, I I think it's fine. I think against Justin Herbert, it might be speculative at best, um, but 50 is a high number. So I'll consider it. Um, okay. Man, this Take is me. a rough one. Um, this is an interesting week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's here's one I'll go with. I'm going to be at this game. I think the numbers moved in our direction, despite you know our pick our pick on the website. I think it moved in our direction, despite um, you know the OBJ news. I'm going to go Cleveland Cincinnati over 46 and a half. If you look at Cincinnati weather, everybody you know you, we've hired so many people of late. 
And so there's going to be a lot of complaining about the weather. Sunday, it's going to be 62 and 7 mile power winds, 10% chance of precipitation. So it's going to be fine weather. 46.5 is a low total, especially when you have two former first overall pick quarterbacks playing quarterback. Um, Cleveland's defense has been great. Um, but the Bengals' defense has been not has not been great, and and I think great offense beats uh, great defense. And you know the Bengals have the potential to be a great offense, and I think that their defense is mushy enough for the Cleveland Browns to get a little bit right here. Yeah, here there are a couple things that I like here. The first is there's going to be a real effort on Baker Mayfield's um, and to prove that he's you know that they, their offense can be successful without obj jarvis landry is back um that's going to be big um david Clowney is questionable um uh denzel ward questionable um so there's some injuries on the defensive side of the ball for cleveland and joe burrow has played amazingly 87.1 pff grade 116 pass rating uh when clean um but is making turnover-worthy plays at a decently high rate, um, almost 4% of his plays, a um, little over league average there. So, you know, I think there's both an opportunity for this game being a division game, which is close, to go back and forth for the Cleveland Browns, who, you know, Baker's injured. But as you said, the, the Bengals' defense, not exactly the one that you're worried about. And then, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals have so many weapons there on offense. So I think this sets up really nicely for an over game. I like that one quite a bit. Um, before we get to the rest of them uh, and pick our lock of the week, reminder that you can go place your bets at DraftKings. The DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of the NFL. Use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and they get $200 worth of free bets. It is a great deal, and you can use it for player props, game bets, whatever it is. So nice pairing with your PFF subscription. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers are the ones that are eligible. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 100Gambler. Also, whether it's football or financial savvy, and you might be interested in both, you probably should be interested in both, Western and Southern is teaming up with PFF's very own, our dear friend, Chris Collinsworth, to share insights that can help you on either one or both of those. If you want to hear about Chris's old playing days or what he and Al do in the booth during commercial breaks, be a good question to ask. Um, you can go ask yourself at westernsouthern.com slash askchris and then go check out the Chris Collinsworth podcast or Western and Southern's Instagram for the answers to the best questions every single week. And when you ask a question, you will be automatically entered into a, uh, a raffle for a chance to win a catered party to February's big game. So go make it happen at westernsouthern.com slash askchris. And last but not least, our good friends at Fantrax, the official fantasy platform of the PFF forecast. Um, regardless of what league you are trying to start, hockey, basketball, planning for football next year already, Fantrax has the best, most customizable leagues out there. You can get rid of kickers, defensive and special teams. You can add more flex spots, the whole deal. And when you go to fantrax.com slash PFF, you will be eligible to get a signed jersey that they're giving out to a few lucky fans. So go make that happen. Okay, um, I have one more, and then I think I'm ready uh, to to close it out and choose uh, the lock of the week. I don't know how I feel about this one, but I just got to throw it out here. And maybe this is going back to the well, and maybe this is stupid. Um, but I like over in Chicago, Pittsburgh. It's 40. 40 is really low. I think Chicago has a chance to maybe cover six and a half here. 
Um, but I just don't, I just, 40 so low. And I know Ben Roethlisberger isn't very good, but they're both going to score at least 20 points, aren't they? No. This no? Is where I've been, I've been very nice. I, I feel like this is, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm able to take on a lot of opinions here, but <laughs> I don't see it, man. I just don't you re- see You it. refuse? Monday night, Justin Fields. See, here's my my thing with Justin Fields is I do think that against the Pittsburgh Steelers there are gonna be some turnovers. I don't think the Pittsburgh's or I don't think the Chicago Bears defense is all that good. Um and so I, I don't know. Forty is such a low NFL total. But maybe you're talking me out of it. Maybe I should just like pretend that one didn't happen and move on. Um but uh I, I still think forty is just ridiculously low. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you have any I'm, more, or are you ready to rock here? Uh, I, I'm trying to decide whether or not there, there's a teaser I like. I'm trying to decide whether, you know, I kind of do like the Colts laying the points. I do. This is okay. Let's finish on this. It's a really sad story. Um, mm-hmm. We can get two and a half, um, and it, it's sort of a, a hard thing to talk about, but. I think that the market is is going to fade Las Vegas this weekend in New York. Giants coming off of a short rest. The Vegas coming off of a bye. Um, the Raiders have failed in this spot a number of times going West Coast to East Coast, trying to cover a spread as a team with a winning record over the last two years under John Gruden. And now John Gruden's gone. The Henry Rugg situation is sad. Uh, oh, it's, the, yeah. it's the last, uh, you know, it's, it's not the last time we'll say this, but please don't drink and drive. Um, you know, it's too easy not to these days. Um, but I do think the Las Vegas Raiders pound the New York Giants this week. And, uh, you know, as much as the Raiders have some things that are kind of like not great, um, I think that the Giants are a complete system failure. Okay. Um, so you like that um, on its face. I do. So from teaser-like perspective, I think there's a couple that are interesting. Um, you know, I think the chiefs down to one and a half is interesting. I also like, um, the, the Cleveland Browns out to eight and a half, um, in a divisional game that I would anticipate to be close, um, where there's a big coaching advantage for the Cleveland Browns. Um, so I can get on board with that. I can also get on board with our Titans just against the spread. I don't know. Those are probably my my favorites from a lock of the week standpoint. We go Titans. I think that that's going to be. I mean that that certainly is a flag. You know that's your game. Um, you know we're all you know, Chris's game. We're all talking about that one. That's um, going to you know. I, the pro, I like I like the Titans. They're in a letdown spot. You know for the fourth straight week it seems like mm-hmm. there's not mm-hmm. really a whole lot else to choose from. I don't like Chicago. Um, yeah, let's go Tennessee plus seven and a half. Okay, there it is. Lock of the week. Tennessee plus seven and a half. They do it for Derrick Henry. Adrian Peterson drinks from the fountain of youth. Ryan Tannehill establishes himself as a great quarterback once again. That is the PFF forecast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. We'll be back Sunday night after the games. We'll be making our own medicine in the pff studios i promise you that homeopathic remedies for everybody thanks so much we love you all peace out